just uh, I feel myself unique, to be honest, that uh, uh, you are interviewing me because it's never happened to me that somebody in my life was interviewing me. Uh, sometimes during this conversation, I felt myself like one of the stars on TV, you know, when somebody is asking them and they're replying. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine, to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 250 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group, to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, United World College, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds, so if you wish to participate, Send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Dasha Kojura. Born in Zaporizhia, Dasha currently lives in the United Arab Emirates. Dasha loves dancing and has experience in belly dance 
and she loves the Chinese language, which she is learning now as a hobby. And she studied at the Zaporizhia National Technical University. Two of her proudest achievements is getting her driving license and buying her flat in Ukraine. Dasha adores mashed potato with meatballs. She is a big sweets lover, and her favorite drinks are tomato juice or coffee. Dasha, how are you today? <laughs> good. It's so nice to hear about myself. I'm very good. How are you? I'm feeling bright, brilliant, blessed, and blissful. And I want to begin this with something more emotional. When you, Dasha, want to feel really alive, you want to forget all troubles, all responsibilities, and just experience your favorite emotions, what do you like to do? To, to experience the best emotions, the, to experience truly the things what I love, what do I need? I need to relax my mind, first of all. So I have to be off or on my vacation. So I have to be relaxed and be ready to uh, just absorb all the positive energy around me. Would you like me to tell you some special tips what I'm doing or just in general? I will ask you a bit more. So if I understood you correctly, you have to be on vacation or on a day off. You relax yourself and you open yourself to receiving and absorbing all the positive energy around. Is this correct? Yes, that's true. Can you feel the energy of people and even of places almost like the atmosphere can affect your mood? Mm, for sure. For sure, I can say that the atmosphere is so much affecting my mood or the way how I, I'm going to treat people or not even treat, but how I'm going to deal with them. Because for sure, if some other person has some energy which is more into negativity, it's quite difficult to give a positive vibes all the time to other people. Thank you. And I will ask about both. When it comes to the environment and to the atmosphere, what is the thing that really affects your mood the most? Is it like bright colors that really change how you feel in a better way? Is it that it's cozy and full of places you can relax and like pillows or whatever? Or is it nature and you love that connection with the outdoors and the outside? Or what about environment is really the part that gives you that great mood? And then later I'll speak about people. So I would say nature for sure. Or talking about some places, it will be something cozy place with uh, some lounge music, not so much loud. Um, yeah, some cozy places or nature. Thank you. I will ask a bit about people, although that not so loud music caught my attention. So I wanted to ask mm -hmm. about that. But when it comes to people, are you an empath? What I mean when you walk around, can you just by looking at people feel their energy? Or do you need to have a conversation in order to feel whether that person has negative 
energy is an energy vampire <laughs> or like a good person with good positive energy? Uh, so I would say that um, I'm quite naive. So it's really tricky for me. It's quite difficult to read people, I guess, because like during my life, I'm experiencing that not always I'm right what I think in the first moment about people. So for sure, by only looking at people, it's very difficult to say what do they have inside and how is their energy. Uh, for me, for sure, I need to speak to them. And even though not always it's enough just to speak to them, I need to spend some time with them just to understand how is their energy and if I'm if we are matching with each other for work, for friendship, or whatever relationship between human human we can build. Thank you. Yeah. And I noticed you mentioned that your first impression wasn't always correct, and now you think that you're naive. Well, do you trust your intuition? Do I trust my intuition? I would say that not 100%. Why? Because uh, usually I prefer to think very good things about people. I prefer to think uh, positive than negative. So I will build some good picture about person in my head first. And then sometimes I can't prove it. They're, they might do something wrong or they might say something which is not matching with the picture in my head. That's why I'm thinking that I am naive because I'm trying to take everybody as uh, something good. But at the end, uh, it might be not good. That's why I think that I'm naive. <laughs> Thank you. So if I heard you correctly, you like to see the positive or at least imagine the positive in people. So you build an image of people that is positive and kind and nice and has good intentions but sometimes they can do something that disappoints that picture or breaks it or shows you it is wrong. And therefore, you feel that the picture you build is not really reality. It's too optimistic and too good. And that is why you think you are naive and you don't trust your intuition 100%. Is this correct? Yes, it is 100% correct. What is the meaning of intuition and how is it different to following your heart? Mm, all right. So what is the meaning of intuition? I guess intuition is some inner feeling, what we have uh, mostly inside of our brain, I would say, following our experience, our knowledge, uh, so I guess if we're going to have more experience and more knowledge, our intuition will work uh, better. So we can more clearly um, predict something, predict some actions from people or from environment. Uh, yeah, that's what in my head is intuition. I don't know if I'm, did you understand me? If I'm saying what I'm thinking in correct way. Just tell me your story. Thank you. So if I understood you and so you can confirm it, intuition comes from past experiences where the more we know about people, about situations, about life, we can predict what will happen and we can know 
through our intuition how things will go because of experience. And the more experience we have, the stronger and more accurate our intuition. Did I understand you correctly? Yes. And uh, you asked me as well about... Uh, following your heart. Yes. Um, talking about following your heart, I guess it's something which is um, just we have inside. So like... Let's say from when I was a child, I was dreaming to be a model or writer. This is following your heart. It means that when you will grow up, you will still follow something what you have inside your heart. It's not about is it relevant right now? Is it a good option? Or so many, so many things. You're not going to look at it. You will just follow your heart because you wanted it since you was a child. Do you follow your heart? Do I follow my heart? I would say that 80% yes. I don't know how I measure it, but just by my feelings, it's 80%. Thank you. You said by your feelings. Are you emotional or are you more of a logical kind of girl? I'm super hyper emotional, (laughs) if I can say in this way. What does that mean? That means that um, either it's uh, something good or something bad, it's difficult for me to catch my emotions. So most probably I will let them go. Um, If it's something happy, I will be laughing and I will be crying. If it's something bad, I will be shouting most probably and again I will be crying. If I'm watching some movie, it's very easy for me to cry if it's happy moment or some sad moment. That's how I uh, evaluate my emotional level. I guess it's high. Oh, I have so many questions now. <laughs> and first, I'm really curious about this. How do you feel emotions in your body? Is it like some colors, like some of the guests said? that they see them or feel them like colors in their body. Others said it's like energy with different temperatures or things like that. Another one, she said, when I'm angry, it's like a dark storm in my head and I feel like I'm fainting a little bit and my eyes are warm. But when I'm happy, it's like a sunset in my chest and butterflies in my stomach. (laughs) And another, she said... When I'm happy, it's like relaxing on a beach without waves. But when I'm angry, it's like a tornado destroying the beach. (laughs) How do you feel emotions? How do I feel my emotions? My cat, you know, she feels my emotions as well. That's why she came next to me and she's meowing with me. Uh, So talking about positive emotions, how do I feel them? I'm not going to feel any... um, feelings inside of my body which are kind of heavy i would say yes it, like i feel relaxation inside of my body and uh, butterflies in my stomach that's 100 percent and uh, most probably my uh muscles on my cheeks i forgot how how to call them they will they will be paining from smiling or from laughing That's how I feel the positive emotions. And talking about some negative emotions, 
uh, yes, I'm not going to feel my legs. It's kind of um, becoming like a soft, so I don't feel them. And uh, like a heavy feelings inside of my chest. It's more about like high temperature inside of my chest or something like that. That's so interesting. <laughs> so when you're feeling positive, your face is smiling so much you're, that your cheek muscles hurt. You feel butterflies in your belly and you feel no heavy emotions but when it's negative you feel some heaviness you cannot feel your legs at all because they're not there or something and it's more of the negative side correct that's true is it important for you to feel the whole range of emotions to cry to yell to be sad to be happy, surprised, all of it? Or do you prefer 80% or mostly positive, happy emotions? Yeah, if I have a choice, for sure, I will keep all the 100% only for positive emotions. I'm not going to keep uh, um, anything for the sad emotions. That's for sure. Thank you. Some people actually said that is too boring. <laughs> we want to cry sometimes. We want drama. Like one of the girls, she was the PR uh, manager for Slava Kaminska. And she said, I need drama. I need sadness. I need to like shout and have arguments with my man. I need it all. I deserve it. Otherwise, it's not alive. It's too boring. Or some others, they said, well, even if we have no reason to cry, we'll put a sad movie and we cry or a horror movie and feel scared because happy emotions, life is too boring. What are your thoughts about this idea or opinion or perspective? Uh, for me, I don't think that it's boring always to be uh, happy or always to have positive emotions. But somehow I will agree that... Basically, if we don't know how is it to be sad, we will not really appreciate how is it to be happy. Uh, I guess that's why life is sometimes white, sometimes it's a black strip. So we just know how is it uh, and we really give value for the moments when it's positive and we're just always trying to remember them. If I have choice, I will only choose positive emotions. But I guess at that point, I will lose my... I will lose this feeling that I have to appreciate it. Do you believe in destiny? Do I believe in destiny? Uh, I am not sure 100% what to say. I mean, uh, mostly all the times, whenever something happened to me or to my friends, if either, either it's bad, either it's good, I would say that... Uh, it happens because it's meant to be. So if I'm saying that, it means that I do believe in destiny. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure that all of us, we are the one who build our life, who can change something if we don't like, or who can keep doing more if we like something. So it's kind of half-half um, inside of me. I do believe in it, but as well I believe that we can do much more by ourselves. You said half-half, and it made me think, do you feel that your mood and opinions as a hyper-emotional girl changes often, and therefore 
it's not really decided? Or do you know yourself a lot and it's not changing, but some things you're still knowing? Uh, I will most probably choose the first one. I'm still in the process of knowing myself. I will not say that I know myself 100% till this moment. Still working on it. So for sure, that's why my I, I told you that I don't have 100% belief in my intuition. Because if you don't know yourself 100%, for sure, how can you trust your intuition, right? Uh, so I'm in the process of learning myself and uh, building my own opinions, which are strong. I'm still, I can listen to somebody, to somebody's opinion and easy convert to this point. It's kind of easy for me to convert to others' people's opinion. Thank you for your answer. And my belief, actually, it's not possible for someone who's hyper-emotional to know yourself 100%. And this is my perspective. Because if you know yourself 100%, there is no opening for new emotions. Mm -hmm. But as long as you don't know yourself, every moment is a moment of discovery of something different. The changes is the new emotion. And therefore, it's interesting, no matter what people say. It's the inside that matters, which is the love for emotions and change. And therefore... The more you don't know yourself and you change your opinion, the more you can experience different identities and emotions. What are your thoughts about my opinion, which is this? Uh, I totally agree with you, but um, I can't say that uh, being emotional, this is something what I'm proud about. I would love to learn um, how to control it. Why? Because you're right. Uh, the person who is emotional all the time, it's a new opinion for him all the time. It's a new emotion for this person. But it means that he is not stable, you know. Uh, and I want to be stable. I mean, the way how I feel, I really see myself in future of being stable, having my very strong opinion, protecting it, not stubborn. But, uh, you know, having your own opinion and protecting it and having some arguments and uh, different um, arguments, you know, to protect your own opinion. That's really nice. That is something what I wish to be in future. That's why I guess uh, talking about emotional, it's something what, are, what I have to work on, not something what I have to be proud on. Thank you. And is stability something that is now important for you? Yes, of course. Was it always important for you or before that it wasn't important, but something happened and it became important? Um, well, I guess since I'm reaching to some specific age, since, since we're getting mature, or I can't say for everybody, but for myself, since I started to be more mature, uh, stability, it's very important to me in everything, in work, in um, personal life, in relationship, in uh, decision-making process. It's very nice to be a stable person, in my opinion. Thank you. And what does it mean to become more mature? Uh, 
what does it mean? Well, it means that you will think more how to save, not how to spend. You will think more what to eat to be more healthy, not what to eat to just uh, feel nice taste right now in this moment and don't care how it will affect you later. Uh, it's uh, even thoughts in your mind, the way how you think about life. Like um, if I started to think about building my own family and having person, uh, your soulmate for whole your life, having children, uh, that's something what I would call mature. Thank you. And since you spoke about children, what life lesson maybe you have learned that you would love to teach your children as soon as possible? <laughs> oh, you know, I'm thinking about it a lot. I'm not sure if it's a life lesson, but um, like sometimes when I think about kids, the, th the thoughts are coming into my head like, I want to teach them this, or I want to tell them this and this and this, what I did not know before. So, for example, I want my children to have choice, have choice in everything. Like, uh, I, I want let them try all the hobbies in the world and choose what they like. I want them to study, and if they are getting, uh, I don't know, great, and if they're getting not the highest um, evaluation for them, it's totally fine. If they feel in this subject like this, it means it doesn't belong to them. They are not happy with studying this specific subject and I am fine with it. They will find something what they really like and where they are ready to put all their efforts into this. Um, yeah, it's mostly about uh, choices. I want them to choose something what they like and I want them to find, you know, I want them to have this inner feeling that they exactly know what they want. Like they've tried everything when they're children and then when they grow up a little bit, they already know that they like bicycle, they like swimming and they like drawing and nothing else. Like I'm not, I don't like singing. I'm sure about it, but I like drawing. That's what I want them to be. <laughs> Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, it's more about the inner feeling when they can try everything in the world they're not guessing or they're not following someone's opinion, but it comes from experience where they tried something, they know how they feel about it, what do they like, what they don't like, so that they have strong opinions and they can defend them because they chose based on experience, not following someone else's opinion. Did I understand you correctly? Yes, that's very right. And... Can you do it to yourself in order to build your strong opinions, which is one of your goals? You know, exactly. Because when you was repeating after me, I'm like, looks like I want my kids to be everything what I don't have. <laughs> and then that's a problem because, you know, there is some you know, psychotherapists, they're saying that the most important for parents not to, let's say, if... I wanted to be a dancer and I never become one, I will let my kids dance or anything else, you know. This is something really bad to do uh, to your child because uh, 
he, he you can't push him to do something what you didn't do so that's how i sound for myself now but uh, i hope this is something good <laughs> and uh, yes you are right looks like uh, to i have to to do the same thing for myself first and then i will be ready to transfer it to my kids thank you and in addition to this let me ask you somewhat of a tricky question <laughs> <laughs> which is this all your life you can feel all the emotions but you're safe and stable but you're full of emotions and it's changing all the time or you're not able to feel any emotions but you have all the strong opinions the final decisions the everything you know it which one would you choose first one <laughs> why well because it looks like the second option is just a robot it's somebody who is just a machine i mean being such a person uh i don't think that at the end of life he will say that yes i did everything right during my life and i and i achieved something which i wanted i guess uh, taking this strong decisions or knowing all the time what to do it's a good thing and it's nice thing to learn but uh, feelings it's very important that's why it should be 50-50 <laughs> not 80-20, not 60-40, I guess 50-50 exactly, yes, will be good. I noticed this is the third thing <laughs> you say 50-50 about. <laughs> and I want to ask you, you said at the end of life, when someone is a robot, they look back at their life and they cannot feel satisfied or happy. What are some things that if you have by the end of life, you feel yes, Dasha, that was a good life. First, it's having in your life person, in my case, man, which is uh, your soulmate. Like you lived li life happily with each other. Second, uh, having kids, which when you grow them up, you see that they are wonderful person. Like they are just a good person. They achieved something in their life. They are on the way to to build their lives, or they are already building it. That's the second, third. Um, like you found yourself, you know you you was doing whole life whatever you was uh, you liked the garden. You was always taking care of garden, but you really uh, like during doing this, you was feeling so many good emotions or other people, they was coming to you and they was asking your opinion, what do you think for this type of flower? What should I do, you know? So you kind of uh, did something good for yourself and you can share with other people. This is the third thing. And fourth, I guess you did something good to society. Like um, you build uh, some place, like a foster house for animals or some place to help people you know you did something good this is i guess four things which right now came to my head which i never thought about honestly which is it will be something at the end of life that a person can say yes it was a good life thank you so if i heard you correctly is finding your soul mate it's having children who are in a great place or building themselves in a good way it's finding yourself 
whether you're doing something that you do it so fully and you love it and you know a lot about it and you can give people advice about it and doing something great for society that helps the world in an altruistic way, whether a foster home for animals or anything that will help others in a altruistic, kind, benevolent way. Is this correct? Yes, that's correct. You mentioned soulmate twice now. What is the definition and the meaning of soulmate in the dictionary of Dasha? <laughs> uh, soulmate in the dictionary of Dasha. Well, that's person uh, with whom you can share your emotions, <laughs> uh, your thoughts, who is sharing with you your uh, plans for future, uh, who is uh, supporting me, uh, whom I support, person who loves me and I love him, and person with whom you want to spend your life. You you know that with this person you want to buy a house in Switzerland, you want to have two kids, and you want to open... Um, bank account for both of you and you collect money there and you know that you're when you will be old you would like to spend your spend your life with this person that's so neat thank you and one of the guests or more actually said you know it's soulmate when you don't need to speak you're silent but you feel so comfortable as if you're having the best conversation <laughs> is this part of your definition or not because you said sharing your emotions yes it can be a part of my definition definition for sure because this is very right with some people it's very difficult to stay silent like you feel like you need to say something or you need to answer something you need to entertain them or something but with your soulmate of course it means that you feel yourself very relaxed and comfortable then even when you are both silent you feel like you're having the best conversation. Thank you. That sounds great. And when it comes to soulmates, do you believe there is one or there are many? Because some people also can call friends that are really, really, really amazing friends, soulmates, and things like that. So do you believe like I remember one um, guest a while ago, she spoke about soulmates and I said, she said her best friend is her soulmate. And I said, well, it seems so unlikely that in your village, you find your soulmate <laughs> at the same time. She said, well, I believe in every city there is at least one soulmate. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how we expanded it because... Uh, she lived in a small village and she said she found her best friend. She's her total soulmate. And I said, well, if you say that, who did it? Was it like uh, destiny or something <laughs> that put you there? What if you're born here and your soulmate is born like in uh, Brazil or in Africa <laughs> or somewhere? Why should you be the neighbor of your soulmate? So she said, well, I believe then that in every city there is at least one soulmate for us and we can have many soulmates. What are your thoughts about this? Uh, so I would not say that soulmates, it's friends. For me, soulmates, soulmate is uh, my partner. 
so there is other definition for friends. But for soulmate, honestly, I would love to believe in the fairy tale and that uh, we have only one soulmate and that's for a full life. But uh, brain is telling me that, unfortunately, or fortunately, it's not like that. I guess sometimes we can meet soulmate and you will be soulmates for each other for some period of life. But then maybe at some point, lives, you know, of different people, they can go into different ways by some different reasons. And it doesn't mean that I will never meet my other soulmate. No, I mean, I wish it only one, but I'm pretty sure it's not. So let's say I hope that now, because I'm going to be 30, uh, I already met my soulmate and it's the last one and forever. Because before, when I was younger, uh, I already thought that I met my soulmate before and it was not the one. So, yeah. I don't think it's only one, but I would love that it's only one. <laughs> and that's my answer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And in the word soulmate, there is soul in the dictionary of Dasha. <laughs> what is the meaning of soul? Soul. Soul. What does it... Today you're asking me so many questions which I never asked myself. Uh, let me think. What is the meaning of soul? So soul, it's something which is apart from brain. Soul is something which is very emotional in my dictionary. It's very sensitive and gentle. It's very easy to hurt soul. And it's, uh, yeah, that's only what I can say for now. I did not I never thought about it but that's what came into my head. So this is the definition in my dictionary for now. I love it. <laughs> and so you let's speak about you as a soul. When you meet people, what things about your soul or character or personality do you feel are important that they know about you? Uh, what things are important for people to know about me? I mean, if they didn't know that about you, you'll feel, oh, they didn't know me well. Or maybe they had expectations about you when they saw you that are not reality. If you would wish for one characteristic or something about you that other people will know so you feel they understand you and know who you are, what would it be? Moody. I guess I will choose... Uh, I, I, I wish people, they already know that I'm moody. But it's a new new people, right? We're talking about new people. Friends yes. already know about it. Right, so I will choose something else. Because I can't be moody with new people. That's for sure. I can't be moody only with my close people. So about new people, I wish they know that I am always trying to comfort others. So they don't need to worry. I will always do some first step to let them feel comfortable. I will try not to be silent when there is some situation where we need to talk. So I will try to speak or I will try to follow their uh, wishes. Like they want to go, let's say, to cinema 
and I want to go to restaurant. I will go to cinema. Uh, I will come for them. You know, I will not put us in this situation where we have to choose and we have to argument. We have to have we have to have argument between each other. I will follow their lead. I guess this is what I wish them to know. Thank you. And so, if I ask a question about that in this way, which seems like I already answered, but I want your answer, which one makes you happier to make someone else happy or when another person makes you happy? When another person makes me happy. <laughs> Then, how come you follow people's lead and accommodate them instead of them? accommodating you and expecting that uh, well that's weird that's true but um, i guess with new people or with people which are not that much close to me i'm ready and willing to do things to comfort them but with people with people which are close to me my friends my family i am 100% willing to do so many things for them But as well, I would love them to do something nice for me. Thank you. And maybe they're hearing it now and they're like, oh, we'll pretend to be new people now forever. <laughs> <laughs> so that you do what we want always, all the time, without arguments and without being moody at all. Yeah. <laughs> you spoke about nature. Yeah. What kind of natural atmosphere really suits your soul and your vibe in the right way? Is it like the mountain, the beach, the city? I don't know. The parts where there are maybe spring and flowers. Which part really do you feel you belong and receive the maximum relaxation? Mm. It's quite difficult to say right now why, uh, because I'm living in very hot country, more than five years, six years. So for now, I will always choose raining and a little bit cold where you have to grab some cover, drink cacao or something like that. So I'm not sure if it's really me or this country made me feel like that. But um, currently, how do I feel? Um, for sure, it shouldn't be very hot, like, let's say, 23-25 degrees. Uh, it can be raining a bit, like uh, Georgia nature, like mountains, or like Carpathian mountains in Ukraine, if you ever heard about it or you've been there. This type of nature, this is something where I feel really nice. I like that you mentioned Georgia because in Ukraine they love Georgian food. They consider it super tasty. Yeah. And that reminded me of you describing yourself as a sweet lover, which contradicts the idea of becoming mature and eating things because they're healthy, not because they're tasty, which is what you said earlier. So tell me about your love for sweets. Is it maybe something that reminds you of family and childhood or something like that? Or you're just addicted to tasty things? <laughs> and tell me more about it. Why was it so important that it's part of how you describe yourself? Well, 
I am. Um, I don't think that it's remind me about my childhood. I guess it's more just my. I just love it, but at the same time, I am fighting with myself. Like uh, every coffee or tea, whenever I'm drinking it, I'm like, mm, let me have some chocolate or some croissant with chocolate or something like that. But then I have to think first. I stop myself. You just had it, or you had it yesterday, or something like that. Uh, I mean, I'm a sweet lover. I don't know why, but it's been a, like how long I remember myself that long I love sweets. So maybe that's just my habit, or that's my personality. Mm, but somehow I am trying to control it because I know that not everything what we love it's uh, good for our health or for our like physical or mental health not everything what we love it's good for us so i am kind of trying to balance but uh, if i have choice to eat everything and not to have any effect for sure i will eat sweets okay let's pretend you can eat anything have no effects and you can eat sweets all the time without any guilt Tell me, what emotion does eating sweets give you? Is it like butterflies? <laughs> Is it energy? Just describe to me, because you said it has no relation to childhood or any of logical reason, then it's emotional. So what emotions do indulging in sweets and chocolates, the best kind, give you, Dasha? It's kind of very cozy, you know, having your drink with your sweets, you sit, maybe you watch some something or you even just sitting somewhere in Starbucks looking out uh, from your window or you're just sitting at home and it's raining outside. I wish it will rain here and you are eating sweets with cacao or something. It's just very cozy, you know, it gives me this feeling... Uh, very cozy feeling. Well, you mentioned Switzerland that <laughs> one of your dreams is to open a bank account there. <laughs> is it because the nature is similar to Carpathian? Is it because it's known for chocolates? Or is it because the weather is colder and is cozy? <laughs> because now I, I get why you mentioned Switzerland in particular, but Tell me more. I never knew that I mentioned Switzerland because of that, but now you combine it all together and it looks like a perfect country for me. <laughs> I never, I mean, I always knew that I want to, to visit once Switzerland because um, I'm sure it, I saw so many videos and pictures that it's beautiful and they have four seasons, snow and summer, winter and summer. Uh, so... That's one of the reasons. Sorry, you know, I forgot. What was the question? I just went to my dreams and I forgot the question. Well, it was exactly that about your dreams. So it was a perfect answer. <laughs> yes. Then to ask you, are you a dreamer? Uh, yes, I guess I'm a dreamer. But in which way? What does it mean for you, dreamer? Can I know? No, I want your own definition. This is about you. And you said, I was lost in my dreams. So what is it about you that makes you a dreamer? What does it mean? And why not begin living your dreams rather than only dreaming? 
Um, I will not say that I am a person who is like dreaming all the time about like, I wish to have my business in this fair and I wish to have house in there and I wish um, it's like to have a Lamborghini down of my house. I'm not a dreamer. Looks like I'm not a dreamer, but uh, I love to create uh, situations in my head. Not I love to, but that's how I am. Like sometimes I go a little bit forward and I'm thinking what's going to happen, but it's not more about uh, like some big achievements or some big future plans. It's just more about like everyday uh, communications or something. Sometimes I just create some kind of scenario in my head. So it looks like I'm not a dreamer. I understand. And that actually during lockdown would be a very useful trait or maybe a real hell. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> Nothing in between. <laughs> so I'm curious about this. When the corona began and the lockdowns and the quarantines happened, how did you feel? And if it wasn't a good experience, how did you deal with it that maybe someone who feels stuck or depressed because of the whole corona situation could learn from you what you did in order to feel better well honestly the lockdown part wasn't that horrible for me or bad experience because uh, i kind of take rest you know i don't think that all of us during our life we have possibility to take a vacation for a few months, even though this vacation is mostly inside of your house. But I was not, I can't say that I was so much bored. I spent some time for doing sports and dancing, what I love, like online. I was cooking time to time, which I'm not usually doing. Um, I was watching movies. I was seeing friends still even due, even when it was um, lockdown and you can't move, but still was meeting each other, hiding from police. So I can't say that it was very boring time, but I don't like to repeat it. <laughs> it was nice, uh, but uh, let us live our life fully without any restrictions. Yes, you were an outlaw and therefore it was exciting times. And then to ask you, because you mentioned you were dancing online and you love it. What do you love about dance? Mm, so first of all, I don't like just regular gym. It's very boring for me. So I find for myself that dancing is kind of combination of sport and you really enjoy it. For me, I really enjoy it. So I do my sport while I'm dancing, which I love. And then, like in a bigger perspective, dancing is really the way how you can express yourself. Even though I didn't reach to the level that I am... Can, I can just, without any thoughts, go to the stage and dance and uh, like represent myself and I'm not going to feel shy or something and just express myself. No, I didn't reach that level. But still, I really think that going for dance classes, whatever type of dancing it is, it's just really expressing yourself. You kind of 
giving some uh, like a sport to your body so it's very healthy and at the same time it's very healthy for your mental health that's why i love it thank you you said three times expressing yourself what does that really mean expressing yourself it means that you are free to say your opinion and sometimes we are not able to say it then people who is singing they can sing so they can express their positive or negative emotions in singing or while you are dancing you can express the same positive or negative there so you kind of release all the things which are inside and you are ready to gain more and more uh, emotions and positive things inside of you thank you Dasha, it was a privilege, an honor, a great time. If people want to follow you on social media and to know more about you, what is the best social media to do that? And is there anything you want to add or speak about, whether about your family, <laughs> about Ukraine, about your soulmate or your cat or anything? You have the possibility. <laughs> Um, I'm really just, uh, I feel myself unique, to be honest, that uh, uh, you are interviewing me because it's never happened to me that somebody in my life was interviewing me. Uh, sometimes during this conversation, I felt myself like one of the stars on TV, you know, when somebody is asking them and they're replying. So it's a really nice feeling. And I'm really, I really want to tell you thank you that somebody is... Uh, just like that, so much interested in Ukraine. And uh, I heard your story regarding your grandfather and uh, it's really heart touching. And thank you so much that you have so much big interest to Ukraine. And I would love all the world hear about uh, my country, Ukraine, because it's really beautiful. It has nice people. Uh, like I really wish to everybody better life, to everybody in general all over the world. But of course my heart is, just uh, where I was born in Ukraine. So really, thank you so much. And uh, it was really interesting to answer questions which I never thought about. Now, maybe after this, I will think about more things. And there is like few uh, steps or few things which I need to think about and find the answers. So thank you so much as well as this for all the interview, what happened today. You're welcome. You're very kind. And I thank you as well.